previously on The Other Place. Calum is a scholar, and he studies rare historical objects. He received a letter from somebody urging him to come and check out a very specific object, and it's taken him quite a long time to get here. Well, what I'm here about is looking for a, a guy named Bellman. Have you heard of a, a, a fellow named Bellman? Oh, my old friend Bellman. I'm afraid you've just missed him. And uh, how would I go about finding him, if you don't mind? Well, as far as I know, they've taken his body to the constable. Caleb thinks, uh, not again. Um, okay, so I'm just going to say that I, I like this thing that I'm establishing with Calum. He's trying to figure out why why magic works in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to constantly have him do weird, pointless acts with objects just to see if they influence the magic that he does. Okay. He takes one of the crystals out of his pocket uh -huh. and, put, and puts it on top of Bellman right in the center of his uh, wound. The crystal feels strange like a little warmer than you would probably want to make a note of the warmth of the crystal as you take it out of your pocket crystal warm probably probably because i'm perspiring a bit anyway he um this is gross but he's actually going to put it into the wound okay all right um he stands back clasps his hands together what he's trying to do is wake the consciousness of bellman and see if bellman's uh resurrected maybe only slightly only for a few moments can give him any insight into his murder or into the mystery of the object that has brought Calum all this way okay so um so he concentrates yeah i'm gonna does flip a dark yep. side to make it a red and four purples yeah i knew you were gonna do that <laughs> so i'm flipping the other story for yeah so they are still both one in your court one in mine but okay I would like to be given a boost for my crystal. I'm going to give you a boost for a reason. Okay. Because he wants to come back. You going to roll it? Um, I actually had to figure out what I was going to roll. Oh, okay. So I'm going to use divine to yeah, make this check. And that's going to be, I have one will and two rank. So that's a green and a yellow. And I'm going to upgrade my green to a yellow. So I have two yellow. And a boost, and you, did, were you going to tell me why I get a boost? No. Oh, okay, I have a boost. Do I get another boost because of the crystal? Sure. Oh, okay. I'm going to roll this. Hmm. Well, you're going to be happy. Something that you wanted to happen probably <laughs> happened. Because my red is a despair. Yeah. I got a, I got three failures, a despair, and two advantage. Okay. So, you feel a, a wind rise in the, this room, which is strange because it's it's completely enclosed. And uh, tell me, you got a despair. How many failures? Three. How many advantages? Two. Okay. You feel the a wind rise in this room and sort of gather at the floor and start moving upward. And the 
body on the table starts convulsing and that crystal that you put in its chest starts glowing and it jumps up off the table and comes at you the body or the crystal the body roll initiative all right it's going to be vigilance for you but you got those two advantages you could add boost die to your initiative i'm going to do that um so do i get do i get a boost for both of my um advantages Mm -hmm. one for each Mm -hmm. okay my vigilance stinks stinks it stinks it's uh my willpower is one and i have nothing else so rolling a green and two boosts and i got a success with an advantage okay so it uh leaps up off the table and you have the first turn um so i can perform um incidentals yeah is that right And that is something that costs no strain. It's just to, like, look around or something like yep, that. Yeah, it's, it's something small. Um, so I'm just going to look Bellman's corpse that has risen mm-hmm. due to my my magical recklessness. Looking it in the face, Does is there any bit of Bellman in this corpse? Its eyes are white. I don't think there's any bit of Bellman in this corpse. Okay. Uh, he is going to reach into his pocket and grab his crystal. Is that going to be an incidental or a maneuver? That would be a maneuver. And it would also be a move- maneuver to take out your knife if you wanted to do that. Also, you took two strain for performing magic. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. What? I'm going to take... What kind of I'm just gonna... crystal was that? The two crystals were the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was to do a... What was an experiment? But it was so that there was a... a uh, just to compare the... <laughs> the results of uh, the connected um, polarity of these two quartz crystals. Okay. So so were they two halves of a single crystal? Um, yes. Okay. I think that that is like their connection. Yeah. They're kind of like connected magnetism. Yeah. All right. So what do you want to so, do? So he, he takes out his crystal just to inspect That's it. your maneuver, right? Yeah. Uh, it is also glowing red. Um, mental note. The crystals are connected. This is a scientific breakthrough. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Have to take mental notes. Gotta write this down later. But uh, right now, gotta survive. Can the crystal be destroyed? Um, He's gonna try and um, break the crystal that he's taken out of his pocket. Okay, how do you want to try that? He is going to use... Magic is so weird in this game because I kind of just feel like I could do whatever I want with magic. You could, but it's usually easier to do it using one of your other skills because you don't take strain. Hmm... That's a good point. There may be things in this room that could break the crystal. Okay. He knows he needs to break the crystal. He's going to kill two birds with one stone. He walks um, back towards the chain that was pointed to him earlier. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do is I want to put the crystal where the door, where the iron door is going to fall Mm -hmm. and let the iron door crack the crystal when he pulls the chain. That is exactly what I was getting at when I said there are other ways in this room that you could break the crystal. Yeah, well, this is why we play this game, because it's pretty obvious for me to figure out what you want me to do. <laughs> okay. All right. So you place your crystal on the on the floor and um, pull on the chain, and a really heavy iron door falls down from some, like, uh, crevice in the ceiling to cover the wooden door. And as it hits the crystal, I'm going to flip my dark side point. Because the crystal cracks, but it doesn't break. And as it cracks, you see the the per- person who was Bellman stumbles backward a little bit. Definitely connected. 
definitely a connection here. I can see that firsthand. This is really important stuff. I'm actually kind of excited about <laughs> But now Bowman's coming at you, and uh, he's going to try and attack you. Okay. Okay, so he... It, it seems like there's no intelligence left in this body, and he sort of stumbles towards you, and... Um, Looks like he's going to try and, and scratch you, but as he stumbles, he, he misses and you are able to move out of the way just a little bit. But he's in there now with you and this door. But he got a threat, so if you have any ideas for that. Um, I am able to very elegantly, gracefully step out of the way of this uh, oncoming attack. Uh-huh. He kind of collides with the uh, iron door uh-huh. that has just fallen on the crystal. Oh, and it burns him a little bit and you hear a as uh his skin crackles as he touches the door wow i uh i'd read that that would happen but never saw that firsthand really interesting um let's let's see is this chain made out of iron also it is caleb's gonna try and grab this body by the back Uh and kind of um coax it towards the chain and wrap the chain around Bellman's neck. Okay. This is gonna get this is gonna get gross. <laughs> uh do an athletics check. Oh, oh no. Okay. It's gonna be against two purples. Okay. I'm gonna flip <laughs> a story point. Okay. We're gonna have a this I think this uh whatever this is is gonna be a lot of story point flipping. Alright. Darn it, darn it. Got an advantage. Okay. <laughs> That's it. What's your advantage? So he kinda grabs him in sort of this wrestling move Mm -hmm. pinning the two arms behind his shoulders and tries to coax him over to the uh chain Mm -hmm. but can't quite it's a lot harder physically than he was prepared for he's this body is very very strong a lot stronger than it looks and calum is pretty average strength not anything uh you know, not strong enough to do this very easily. So he's not able to actually do it, but he does have this body kind of pinned, kind of writhing in front. Uh, you know, he, he's got him pinned from behind. Mm-hmm. Is that, so what's he going to do? Is that it? That's your advantage? I guess. Uh, he he kind of like walks him over to the chain and the chain kind of is like bumping up against him and burning him just a tiny bit. Okay. Um, so it is. The, the, my advantage is it is definitely iron and it will hurt this dude. Okay. What is your brawn? Two. And your athletics? Zero? Uh, Would you just uh, roll? Yeah, two. Okay. But I upgraded one. Okay. So the person who was Bellman tries to break free from you, but you must it must be the adrenaline pumping in your veins because he's not able to get free. He did get three advantages, so he turns he, he's able to turn so that you are back to the door and he is facing the room now. Your, your mm. back is to the door, his front is to the room, and he's away from the door and the chain. Uh-huh. Hmm. But he, he could not break your grip. Got it. And I you see it, his mouth is open like a scream, but it's completely silent. Is he trying to bite me? What are you going to do? God, I don't... I hate to try just try and do the same thing again, just on principle. Hmm. So he's facing me now? No, he's not facing you. You're still... His back is to your front, but your back is to the door, and his front is to the room. Okay. Kalem thinks, well, trying to burn his head off would have been gross, but this is going to be gross too. He's going to stick his hand into the wound and try and pull the crystal out. 
All right, so you try and like reach around the front and try and uh-huh. pull the crystal out. So he does have to like loosen his grip on this guy. Yeah. With one hand to do this. Let's make it a coordination. Okay. That's gonna be a better check for him. Yeah. And what's the difficulty? I'd say coordination with an average difficulty. Coordination because you can't really see what you're doing, so you need to like think about where your where your hand is. Okay. And coordination is one of those ones that I struggle to find use for in the game. This is a this is a roll. So he rolled three greens against three purple, uh-huh. four successes. Okay. With three threats. So you grab the crystal and you pull it out, and the body that was Bellman's slumps forward and hits the ground. And as it hits the ground, it starts convulsing again and sort of flips over onto its back and opens its mouth wide and something comes out. It it doesn't really have any sort of form. It's like a vapor and it like shoots up to the ceiling and sort of pools at the ceiling and then seeps through the ceiling. What in the world did I just see? I've got to take some mental notes here. You have a disgusting crystal in your hand. This crystal is foul. (laughs) I I think... I'm just going to say that this is evidence. And he just puts it on the table that Bellman was on. Um, You hear somebody um, pounding on the the door on the outside and and yelling, You okay in there? Is everything fine? What's going on in there? Still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Bellman is still dead. You can see that so the second half of the crystal is holding that door open just a crack. You can see that the outside doors is open and you just like see the shadows of two or more people like crowding out, crowding the door back there. Open the door. I want to get out of here right now. <laughs> the door is slowly uh, winched up with a chain on the other side. And um, the Triassian and the uh, rodent fellow come in and the the rodent person kneels down with the body and you see that there are a couple other people in that uh constable uniform with the silver shoulder pad shoulder armor coming in and one of them grabs you by the arm and starts pulling you out of this place so you're gonna have to come with me we've got some questions for you hey uh see you guys later thanks thanks for your help uh do a perception check with one purple but two blacks two successes as you're pulled out of the room you see that hopper has flipped the body over to try and get it back on the table and there is a symbol looks like it's burned into its back which you recognize recognize as that gateway that was not there before i had a very clear look at his back that was not there and this other constable a uh a tall dwarf pulls you out of this place up the stairs and into a small side office where a human is waiting sitting behind a desk all right now he's he's pacing yeah and the the dwarf shoves you into a chair the the human turns and looks at you what do you think this is who are you what are you doing here uh well my name is calem clara and i've come here to investigate an artifact left behind by the man downstairs that goes by the name of bellman when went by the name of bellman well uh, i'm not quite so sure by the way what was your name now that I gave you mine. Half Dan. Half Dan. That's uh, familiar. But uh, no, we've not met. But uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Half Dan. You don't have jurisdiction here. This is our case. 
we we're gonna need you to leave say no more half dan i've done all i can do and i've seen all i can see if you need me i'll be at the tavern in town the uh the steeple rock i believe gerald the dwarf's gonna escort you no i'd appreciate that gerald thank you keep a good eye on him gerald i'm assuming maybe gerald only has one eye (laughs) yeah gerald has a patch one of those metal patches it's very shiny silver like his shoulder pad and like i said he's a very tall dwarf oh that's fine i don't i think dwarf can be any size i guess so gerald grabs your arm pulls you out of the seat and starts walking you out of the building and he walks you toward the steeple rock it's getting darker now it's evening and gerald doesn't say anything on the walk back to the steeple rock but you can feel his single eye piercing your back he's keeping his eye on you he's keeping a good eye on me and as you get to the the steeple rock you you start walking in and gerald taps you on the back and he does you know that thing where you take two fingers and you put them at your eyes and then you put them point them at the other guy he does that except one (laughs) it's nice to see you too gerald for for those of you at home doug and i just did that like four times it's not a visual medium but (laughs) we do what we can so you head back into the steeple rock where you see your two paladin friends uh still sitting at that table they're talking to each other now they're accompanied by a what looks like a small frog person in a big fluffy hat he's got a little harp on his back he's talking to your two paladin friends the halfling is still behind the counter this place is a lot more busy now paladins it's it's good to see you is it uh yeah it's okay i was just being polite it's fine all right how's it going hear anything interesting anything just what uh nothing much building stuff murder stuff this frog guy's gonna play some music in a minute yeah that that'll be great in a minute but now anything about the murder anything other than rumors is anything kind of trickling through to you all sounds like rumors to me what are these two guys names whatever they are the names have to rhyme uh like quigley and bigley (laughs) those are not tough guy names (laughs) they're not they need to be like one syllable like big and quig uh quentin and benton uh just uh i'm not throgging personally no those are like org names yeah so they they uh we just met uh at the dock aboarding this boat okay and caleb is not sure of their full names okay what's that they didn't want to come i'm sure they did not it was not a fun trip yeah they they... he's not sure of their full names but knows that their nicknames are quen and ben quen and ben okay yeah quen and ben Gwen and Ben rolled very poorly. So they didn't hear very much today. This place is noisy. There's lots of people talking at the same time. They got four advantages. Do you have any idea for their perception check with four advantages? Um, okay. So they saw something Mm -hmm. and they didn't think it was important, but I think it's important. So they're gonna they're rattling off some stuff that happened today yeah so the people that they saw they saw an anza uh which is like a cat person Mm -hmm. um with they're they're covered in like paint a lot of Mm -hmm. different colors they saw a lot of builders one that stood out was a very tall stone folk 
they saw the alchemist come in, he left very quickly. The sea kith that you came on the boat with stopped in for a little bit and got some drinks and left. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. So basically, since they didn't succeed on their perception check, some of that is probably useful. Well, thanks for sharing, boys. You can uh, tend to your drinks. Keep an eye open, but enjoy yourself. Reynard. That sounded unusual. Why would Reynard have left so quickly? Why did he come here? Very curious. I'm either going back to get that invisibility potion and interrogate Reynard, or I'm going to Bellman's house. Um, so he's going to go back up to his room real quick, mm-hmm. really just to look at the crystals. Yeah. It's a little more... He He's becoming a believer. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he knows that there's magic, all kinds of magic. He's not really a big believer in crystals. Uh, a lot of this kind of homeopathic um, mumbo jumbo. Yeah, he's not a big. Uh, I'm gonna say that a lot of the greater powers in in uh, this world that he lives in, he's quite skeptical of until he sees firsthand. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So he goes and checks on the crystals. Um, that amethyst has fallen over. Probably just the thunder. It's pointing east. I want him to because he doesn't really have a raincoat he thinks about what he needs to prepare Mm -hmm. for a second he's like i should just go to sleep but i can't does he sort of prepare himself a little yeah he prepares himself a little dual discipline check okay simple okay he's discipline is not bad so you want when you play this if somebody's using magic you want them to have a nice high discipline because when they get some downtime, they can do a discipline check to recover strain. Mm. He has a rank in discipline, but his willpower is only one. So it's a yellow. So does that? It's just one yellow. Uh huh. Yellow and a purple. No purple. And... Simple. Oh. So just your yellow results. Dang it. Two advantage. Okay. So you do not recover any strain. Lame. Oh well. So the way I usually like to play that is since you can't really get anything out of that. You're usually taking a little bit of time and uh, to to center yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe some of your thoughts connect or something like that. I mean, that's I think that's a good way to do it with with your players because you got to you sh- you should use those advantages for something. Okay. <clears throat> so I will connect a few of your thoughts and then okay. and then you can inner monologue them. Okay. So let's see, Reynard said that he was old friends with Bellman. He also said that they had just finished up adding onto his estate, I think. Like, they had just finished up building additions to it. What else can we connect? I guess those are my only good connections. But you got two advantages. Those are two things. Hmm. Hmm. What could... Could Reynard have been the murderer all along? What could his motivations been? How close was he to Bellman? Did he know about the object? Could he have wanted it? What's the purpose of the object? I need to find the object. That's what I need right now. I've got a way to do it. Okay, so what is Caleb's plan? I have this I have this talent uh-huh. that I kind of just wanted to like try and use in weird ways, but I have a feeling maybe it's not quite what I need. Is that your crafting um, talent? No. What's, what, what is it? So I have this talent called Familiar Sky. Once per session may perform a familiar sky maneuver. Um, make a hard knowledge check to reveal the current type of environment and other useful information. 
So you just do a hard check. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's and it's knowledge. So we've we should specify a type of knowledge since we have three different knowledge or four different knowledge skills. So since it is since it is type of environment, I would probably go with either geography. Geography. I guess you could you could choose your knowledge skill and get information based on the type of knowledge skill that you choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sort of wanted that talent to function as like foresight or not foresight, but like seek or something in like the force game. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, to try and find the thing that you're looking for. Uh-huh. Okay. And I sort of visualize it as he if I haven't uh hammered this over the head yet, he is kind of like a sky he's a sky folk and he is kind of a wind wizard Mm -hmm. so i picture like this kind of like expansing traveling vision that he is going to search the town for the destination that he um should travel to and he already has two in mind he's either going to travel to the alchemist's shop Mm -hmm. or to the expansive mansion of belmont okay well roll your check it's gonna be hard it's gonna be pretty tough so it's gonna be three purples it was hard right a a hard check Mm mm-hmm yeah three purples and then one of your intellect skills okay your knowledge skills wow i guess it should probably be geography because i'm talking about like spatial stuff so geography would be locations of things lore you would probably get a history you would get history of the place uh important historical spots um lore maybe a little closer to what you're looking for lore, well lore would probably be like the best because weird history basically i'm looking for the object i'm looking yeah. for the like historical but like mythological or something so with um, with lore I'm looking for magic i may not give you exactly where that particular item is but maybe things that you noticed walking around the town that would have to do with this place's history of magic all right, I'm going to do lore because it's the closest I'm going to get to succeeding. So I have an intellect of two, and I have a rank one in lore. So I'm going to get a green and a yellow. And I'm probably going to get a bunch of advantages, and then it's going to be hard for us to figure out what to do with them. Any but... any boosts? Okay. Do you know what our story point situation is right now? One and one. All right, let me just upgrade my green to a yellow. So three purple and two yellow. Heck yeah. I just needed a success for this to work at all i got three successes with two threats okay which i think is probably three successes and two threats so things you gathered about this town so reveal the current type of environment you're in a town Mm -hmm. other useful established other useful information so you notice that this town is built on uh it's got a very prominent main crossroads and one of the crossroads that you were that you the the big the biggest one that you noticed today was where that big open air city market was on your way in on the boat you noticed but didn't think it was you weren't sure if it was natural or not but at this point seeing that symbol again on on uh bellman's back and uh just just the way today went some of the big stones in the water around this island they they may have ancient carvings on them they were very well worn uh from the waves and rain and stuff but yeah 
So this place probably has uh, a history of, of magic. Based on what you know, Bellman's estate at the east point of town would be at the far end of one of the main roads. What else do you need to know? I, I, okay, this is what I'm picturing. He goes into sort of a trance state, searching the area, searching the sky, the air, in kind of vague, cloudy, abstract ways. He's not like flying around necessarily or something like that, but he's seeing these patterns connect. He's seeing this kind of grid unfold, the geometry of this town, the geometry of the objects in relation to the town and to these places. This all seems very intentional. I'm going to say that the amethyst pointing east mm -hmm. is kind of rocking back and forth, almost like a compass. He knows that the east, this must be the important place to be, and Bellman's mansion is where he needs to head. Mm -hmm. He grabs the amethyst, just straightens up his gear, tightens his belt, and he's going to leave out into the night, into the rain, on his way to Bellman's. You head out the front door of the steeple rock, where the dwarf is just standing there. And he's got his arms crossed, and he's looking at you, and he shakes. Oh man, I didn't want him to know I was leaving. Was he? Was he guarding the door? Yeah. Well, he shouldn't let me leave then, right? No, he doesn't want you to leave. Well, shouldn't he try and stop me? He's shaking his head, saying you're not saying anything, but implying that you're not going anywhere. Gerald, I'll be right back. He's shaking his head. I swear, I I just need to go, and uh, I need I. I need, it's an experiment, okay? I'll be right back. Here, here's, here's, here's five silver. Buy yourself a drink on me. He puts the silver in his pocket, shakes his head, and holds out his hand. What, you want more? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many more? Here, okay, here's what I want you to do. Uh, just just, just tell the bartender, tell that halfling over there that I, I got your tab. Just do whatever you need to do. See those those guys over there? That's, uh, that's Ben and, uh, Gwen. Gwen? Yeah, Gwen. <laughs> he leans into the door and looks at them. They're gonna, they'll show you a good time. Hang out with those guys. They know, they know how to have fun, okay? He narrow, like, narrows his eyes at you. His eye. <laughs> he, he could narrow them both. You don't know what's behind that patch. He narrows You're his right. eye at you and walks in the steeple rock. I'll see you soon, Gerald. I promise. Oh, God. Why am I such a people pleaser? Anyway, here I go. You walk in out into the, the stormy night. Uh, thunder is clapping overhead, and your way is lit by lightning in the skies. There's nobody on the street anymore. You hear, uh, well, as you walk, you see a couple stray, stray dogs run under under a building, and but you don't see any people as you make your way east. Okay. Um, so there's not really anything I want to do as I travel there. Um, he's just trying to stay as dry as possible in this rain. So he's got his colt or his, um, cloak pulled pretty tightly. Does he have a cloak? I think you gave yourself a cloak. No, you gave yourself actually, uh, padded armor. I chose to have traveling gear instead yeah. of a cloak. Yeah. So no, you don't have a cloak. I, I I'd just, assume that like, uh, the, uh, the other people from the um, Brotherhood have had robes, so you've got some sort of robe if you need it. Okay. Well, I mean, I have, I, I have like, I'm assuming this whole time that I'm wearing, um, he's like always wearing his scholar's robes. Okay. Over like some very, very light padded armor that's underneath. 
So you're staying close to buildings, and the wind has picked up a little bit. And you get to the end of this long street, and uh, the town opens up. Uh, the buildings stop, and there's a very large building with a tower. It's, it looks like it is on the edge of a cliff. It's all stone. It looks like if this place was lived in, there would be bright glows from numerous windows. But right now it's dead and cold and dark. Huh. It's pretty spooky. <laughs> I'm assuming some, when he, as he says that, some lightning cracks uh, behind the mansion. And a crow cause. Well, I'm getting wet. Here we go. He's going to make his way towards this this mansion. What do you think medieval police tape looked like? Um, a wrought iron gate that's closed with a lock. So I think the, the gate is open. There's like a, a small stone wall around the estate, but main door has a, a chain, uh, an iron chain around the door handles. Mm-hmm. So the so this door is chained yeah. shut? Okay. I want to do something that to this chain that I wanted to do. I want to I want to try and use alchemy to transmute this chain into something else. Okay. What do you think about Interesting. that? Interesting. So I had thought of alchemy as like potion making, but we could we could totally make it full what was it? Full metal, full alchemist, metal alchemist alchemy if you want. If cuz that's kind of how I was if picturing that's what, it. What, how you want it to be in this game. Yeah. But I think that when you do that, it has to follow the magic rules and you have to take two strain to do it. Uh, that seems fair because you're like you're like using energy to change right. something. It's definitely like a yeah. spell. What are you trying to change it into? Well, I've learned that iron hurts mm-hmm. the dead. And it seems like the dead are going to be part of my life now. This is my life now. I am going to transmute this metal chain into kind of like a, a metal spike. Okay. So since you're not trying to change it into something that it is not, it's not going to be super difficult. I'm not trying to change it into yeah. gold. Um, I'd say that if you wanted to change it into like, I don't know, a plant, that that would be mm-hmm. uh, an impossible check. But just mm-hmm. changing its shape, I'd say let's make it an average difficulty. Okay. And I'm interested in this talent creative design that I have. So as part of resolving a successful crafting check. Oh, so that's if it's so successful. allows you to... I, I would say that that one would maybe specifically be making something, making a potion or making an item. I don't know. Well, I'm kind of <laughs> making a like an iron strike. Kind of, but I don't know. I think more... Because there are specific crafting things. Okay. So you just don't want me to do that? I don't think so. It just unnecessary okay well my alchemy is pretty good it's two yellow two yellow and two purple okay all right three successes i definitely did it and two threats so what does it look like when you do that i think that he rubs his hands together Mm -hmm. can you hear that and kind of blows through his hands and the chain gets red hot and until it melts and kind of reforms into this spike in his hand, not hot at all what, in his hand. What shape is it? It's just a, it's kind of like a four um, cornered, like little, like the Washington Monument or something. Okay. It's just like a 
four-edged spike. Okay. So you do that, and uh, as that comes out in your hands, the doors slowly swing open by themselves with a very loud creak. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Other Place. The Other Place is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more information on this and our other shows, visit nightcastcreative.com. For updates on future episodes and bonus content, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at otherplacepod. Looking to support the show? Leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher or visit us at patreon.com slash coruscantnights. <laughs>